The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Got the wrong button. Sorry about that. <laughs> Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you miss that and you'd like to catch that, you can do so up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, which time he'll be live in that little area right there. On the right side of the page is where we are at. And so just click on the play button, blow it up whatever device you've got there, and then look for the rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner. And that is where uh, you can click on and you can join us in the chat. We've got a lot of friends over there in the chat this morning on Rumble. Good to see you guys. Good morning to you. And while you're over there, the channel is Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Uh, that way you'll be notified, hopefully, <laughs> when we go live or when you know we upload. So, Well, uh, only on this channel are we doing uh, live shows. If you go to Sons of Liberty Radio and subscribe there on Rumble, that's where Bradley's educational videos are, um, and you'll be notified when he uploads some of those if you're interested in doing that as well. Um, also, we are streaming live to BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. And then uh, we want to thank Michael Roach for and his team for letting us a place up there on the top of the page. Right up under where we're streaming live for Sons of Liberty um, Radio on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, Right up under where we're doing that, you can sign up for our email newsletter that goes out once a day, late afternoon, early evening, and uh, you get all the articles, including the morning show archive. So all the stuff that we do, videos, scriptures, articles, any of that kind of stuff that's listed in there. So if you're looking for that kind of thing, they're all contained in one neat little package. And all you have to do uh, is search for the title of the show. So for today, it's police chief calls on those he serves to oppose gun confiscators in the legislature. So if you wanted to take that 
And right up under where you can sign up for the email newsletter, there's a search box. Just put that title in there. It should be the first thing that comes up. Okay. Um, or if you remember the guy's name, if you can't remember the title, any of that kind of stuff, that's what you can look for. Okay. Also, uh, if you would like our ministry email, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. Uh, you can sign up for that right off the front page. That goes out once a week. It tells you what we're doing, what we've done. You get exclusive content there uh, from the places gone where Bradley is teaching our Christian and constitutional heritage. And finally, if you want to call into the show, if you got a question or a comment, happy to have you on. Love to hear from you. The number is 803-619-9855. 8319 9855. And uh, I'll do my best to try to take your call. Okay. Um, okay. So yesterday I was listening just a little bit to, um, to, to Bradley's show. And I know he's talking about, you know, in his experience, you know, the issue of 90% of cops are, are good guys and this, that, and the other. And I think I know what he's getting at because I would say probably in my experience of 54 years, I've run across you know, in my interactions with cops, I've run across two of them that were just absolute jerks. Okay. They, they just were, they were just jerks. They shouldn't have worn, been wearing the uniform. Uh, one of them, I assume was probably a little corrupt and, um, and I had to call his boss on him and uh, threaten a lawsuit over what they were doing. And look, I, you're, you're going to deal with men, men are, you know, they're, they're depraved. And so, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you find them in the church, in the police department, in government, in your place of business. The the fall has affected me. And I talked about this the other day. So I, there's a certain level in which we have to deal with people in their fallenness. OK, but uh, there, he had a caller and the caller, I think, made the, the point that I think of when I think of. Of what's going on here. Because. I want to ask anybody out there, and if you can call me and say, yes, our police chief did this, our sheriff did this, our deputies did this, I'd love to hear the story. I really would. How many policemen, how many sheriffs, how many deputies have ever one time stopped an unlawful pride parade? How many? How many have arrested people when their state laws define out sodomy? How many of how many of them? I'm not talking about going in people's houses where nobody's letting anybody know anything. I'm not talking about breaking in people's houses or any of that kind of stuff. I'm talking about where they've been open about it, where they've been caught out in the open. How many of them have actually dealt with sodomites? Just, these are just two. How many of them have actually went with the people and upheld the law against these drag queen story hours? Then if they're not doing that, they're not good guys. How many of them have really stood? against any and every law that's against the rights of the people to keep and bear arms? How many have you seen actually do it? I could name a number of things that are on the books, and I would ask you, have these guys done that? If they've not done that, if they've not interposed, how many have interposed against the IRS coming into the sheriffs coming into their counties to confiscate people's property because they, quote unquote, didn't pay the dues due to the king. The income tax, which, by the way, the Supreme Court has ruled the income tax didn't apply to probably 90 or 95 percent of you guys who are listening to me. If you're just trading your time for money, it doesn't apply to you. 
How many of you have seen that? And yet there are some guys out there who are at least attempting to do the right thing. And I want to I want to highlight this guy. Uh, my friend Frederick sent me a couple of things I'm going to share with you today. And I kind of put this this out of what this guy is doing here. But I want to give an update just before I do that. OK, so yesterday um, in the midst of all of the stuff we played, I played this video here, and this is just a clip. This was uh, Kamala Harris talking about climate change, and I want you to hear again what she said, and then I want you, I want to show you what the White House did with regards to what she said. Here she is. Well, think about the impact on something like public health. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population. More of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. Mm. Yeah, if we can just reduce that population. You know, somebody else said something similar to that. Um, except they put in health reproduction. Let me just remind you of that before I give you what the White House did with what she said here. This is Bill Gates from several years ago. And again, the self-appointed, bought and paid for fact checkers who... Uh, Suzanne helped me graciously debunk at least one of them uh, the other week, last week, for two days. Uh, they said that Bill Gates didn't really say what he said. He didn't really, he didn't really mean depopulation. He meant something else. But I'll let the listener figure it out for themselves. I play him in this context. Here he is. CO2 is warming the planet. And the equation on CO2 is actually a, a very straightforward one. If you sum up the CO2 that gets emitted, that leads to a temperature increase. And that temperature increase leads to some very negative effects. The effects on the weather, uh, perhaps worse, the indirect effects in that uh, the natural ecosystems can't adjust to these rapid changes, and so you get ecosystem collapses. Now the exact amount of how you map from a, a certain increase in CO2 to what temperature will be and where the positive feedbacks are, there's some uncertainty there but not very much. And there's certainly uncertainty about how bad those effects will be, but they will be extremely bad. I asked the top scientists in this several times, do we really have to get down to near zero? Can't we just you know, cut it in half or a quarter? And the answer is that until we get near to zero, the temperature will continue to rise. And so that's, that's a big challenge. It's very different than saying you know, we're a 12-foot high truck trying to get under a 10-foot bridge, and we can just sort of squeeze under, this is something that has to get to zero. Now we put out a lot of carbon dioxide every year, uh, over 26 billion tons. Uh, for each American, it's about 20 tons. Uh, for people in poor countries, it's less than one ton. It's an average about five tons for everyone on the planet. And somehow we have to make changes that will bring that down to zero. It's been constantly going up. It's only various economic changes that have even flattened it at all. So we have to go from rapidly rising to falling and falling all the way to zero. This equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. 
uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's back from high school algebra. But let's, let's take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. Uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, that by abortions, abortions, 15%. But there we see an increase of uh, about 1.3. Okay. All right. So you heard exactly what he said. We work on these uh, health reproduction. We work on vaccines. We can reduce the population by 10, 15%. Those, that's Bill Gates's words. I didn't, I'm not telling you, I, I let him speak for himself, the entire context leading up to what he's talking about. And I'm going to tell you, I, you know, I was born in 1969. So you can figure out I'm, I'm in grade school in uh, the seventies. I'm in high school. Well, seventies and eighties. I graduate in 87. And I clearly remember CO2 was always a good thing. Why? Because we breathe out the carbon dioxide that makes the plants nice and green. Didn't you guys learn that too? That, that makes the, the plants nice and green. And then those plants in return, God in his wonderful creation has made the plants to where they produce the oxygen that we need. That's a good thing. That's a good trade-off, right? <laughs> I mean, and here's this idiot, and he is an idiot, okay? He's supposed to be this smart guy. We know really what the behind-the-scenes thing were uh, of his theft and everything else he did with with Steve Jobs and then now using his foundation to really receive stolen funds from governments who've stolen it from the people, their money. And now he says, we want to get CO2 down to zero. Well, let me let me ask you something. What does that mean for your oxygen level? Just a question. What does that mean for your oxygen? You know, Bill... Uh, if you're going to deal with the uh, with with people on the CO2 production, what are you going to do on other things? And I saw an interview with him trying to do all these things. He's just a weird guy. He's got a reprobate mind. He really does. But I wanted to back it up because Kamala Harris was saying the same thing. This is what we talked about yesterday, and I promise we're going to get to the police chief here in just a second. I just wanted to give the update. This is what the White House did with Kamala's. Uh, statement on reducing population. Check it out. Right from the White House website itself. Let me take and blow this up so you can see it. Here's what they did. They quoted her. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, and they have the word population struck out, and they have pollution put in brackets. Oh, she meant reduce pollution. More of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. Applause. Yeah, but everybody heard her say, and you just heard her say, reduce population, and everybody applauded. They didn't go, hey, wait a minute, didn't you mean pollution? Didn't somebody in the crowd do that? Nope, they didn't do that. They didn't do that at all. They went right along with her. Let me tell you something. All of these people actually believe in depopulation because they buy the lie that we're overpopulating the earth, even though you could stick everybody you know, and give them like an acre of land down there in Florida or something. I forget what the, the numbers were that were given some time back. The problem is people haven't learned to 
They haven't, they think that they're advancing because they have technology around them. But the vast majority on the earth can't even grow their own food. Now, if everybody could grow their own food, then there wouldn't be this, there, there wouldn't be this fear. And I do believe growing your own food is part of going back to the old paths that Scripture says. God gave, God set up Israel. It was an agrarian culture. I mean, they were their tithe was not like you hear the the the, the preacher today talk about with your money. Now, money could have been used in some of it. I'm not saying it wasn't, but. Where, where the tithe is laid out, it comes from your produce, it comes from your flocks. That's what it comes from. That's what the tithe was. The first fruits were the Lord's. That's what the people were to bring to the temple or to the tabernacle, to the priests, to offer before the Lord. That's what they were supposed to do. In fact, when you look at uh, Acts chapter 7, where the people, the Hellenistic Jews came in, that that's... That's just a big fancy word for the Greek-speaking Jews came in and they said, wait a minute, our widows aren't being taken care of. These were those who are of age, um, as the Apostle Paul laid out. They aren't being taken care of like the, like the widows here in Jerusalem. And so that's where they got the people together and they said, you need to get men full of the Holy Ghost uh, who are going to be deacons or diakonos. They're going to be servants to these widows. And let them take care of this. Why? Because we're busy in the word of God and in prayer so that we can give people the word of God. We're going to give that. We're going to sign this to these men that you choose and then we approve them. And they did. They approved such men to do that. So just just letting you know, this is a this is a big mess that's going on here that they're trying to cover up. And I just want you to see the truth of it. I let them say what they say. I show you how they changed things in here. Now, let's get to this guy here. Because, uh, you know, again, what can I say? We are used to the uniformed police officer or the even the sheriff. And I know, look, our, our state constitution has in it, we have sheriffs. That's fine. They're elected by the people. They're, they're accountable to the people, directly to the people. Police chiefs, not so much. They're usually assigned or put into office by a city council or a county council or something like this. This guy here, he is from the town of Plymouth, Massachusetts. Now, if any of you guys know, Plymouth is where William Bradford and his team had set up. Uh, you can read that excellent book called "On," uh, or excuse me, Of Plymouth Plantation by William Bradford. He was first governor there. And one of the interesting things is, is how they share, he shares how they, they went a communist kind of approach. Everybody just chip in. We're doing all our things and we'll kind of split the proceeds of our work. That didn't work out too good. Why? Because of the fallenness of man. Some people were taking advantage of others, letting them work while they didn't work as much and played sick and all this other. So they had to cut that out. And they said, we're not going to do that. There's also an interesting story of what they did with a young man. I think I've read that on the air before, uh, who was caught in the act of buggery. And he had done this with several animals and how they 
followed the biblical procedure to bring justice to this young man. I think he was like 16. It's a really sad situation. Look, it's a sad... Bringing justice is not a happy event. And as we've said here, time. Bradley said it time and time again. I've said it. The one thing missing in our country is justice. And we're appalled. Listen to Donald Trump when he called for the decriminalization of sodomy. And listen to the people talking about how the Muslims would deal with the sodomites. Now, look, I saw them coming through streets. I didn't see any evidence. I didn't see any kind of due process or anything. So I have a problem with that part. But as far as them taking the sodomites and dealing with them the way the Bible says and putting them to death, don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with their due process, though. Okay. So here is a Plymouth, Massachusetts police chief. His name is Dana A. Flynn. He's of the town of Plymouth. Again, historical town. He took to Facebook to let the people that he serves, and look, I don't know anything about Flynn, so I'm not trying to hold him up as, you know, some bright and shiny, but but on this issue right here, well done, Police Chief Flynn. Well done. He sends out an important message to the residents of Plymouth and the Commonwealth, and he asked them to please contact their Massachusetts elected officials in regards to this bill. Let me read to you what he says. It's a little bit lengthy, so bear with me. But how many police chiefs do you know that are letting their people know about infringements upon their rights with regard to gun confiscation? And look, every gun control bill is a gun confiscation bill. Every one of them. And we need to quit calling it gun control. I'm telling you, we have to take back the narrative. Some people don't like that I use the term sodomy or sodomite. And yet, that is the biblical term, identifies who they are and what they're doing. We have to take back that narrative. We have to quit calling them gays. They're not gay. Okay? Same thing happens here. This is not gun control. This is gun confiscation or gun prohibition for the people. It's not for the government. This is never against government. Policemen can have all the quote-unquote assault rifles. There's no such thing. I just don't think there's any such thing. Okay? I just, I don't buy it. Even the ones that say, oh, these are fully automatic machine guns or three-shot bursts and they're assault weapons. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're just weapons. Here's what the police chief had to say. To the residents of the town of Plymouth, as I enter my third year as your police chief responsible for overseeing the 123 sworn men and women who serve the more than 60,000 of you day in and day out, my duty compels me to speak up. I have read the relevant portions of HD 4420, a bill proposing a substantial rewrite of Massachusetts' existing gun laws. See, all of them should be abolished, if you ask me. I mean, Massachusetts is where Thomas Gage was. He was the guy going after uh, the people for their their you know meeting more than once a year. He sent the dragoons in by the hundreds, and it was the Minutemen by the hundreds who came out armed, by the way. They didn't come out... Oh, they were willing to be peaceful, but they didn't go out peaceful. They went out to stop the dragoons from breaking up the people who were meeting more than once a year, which is what Thomas Gage, the governor at the time, would allow. Despite claims this bill attempts to stem the flow of illegal firearms into the state, again, I have to ask the question, 
Where in our constitution is this, this idea of illegal firearms? Where's that at? It's not there. We got to get this through our head. One, we got to quit calling them second amendment rights. Cause they're not there. If you want to say that properly, you say they're rights that are given by God that are supposed to be protected under the second amendment. They're God given rights. They're not Second Amendment rights. We don't get them from the Constitution. We don't certainly don't get them from government. Here's what he says. This claims to stem the flow of illegal firearms into the state while increasing protection from gun violence. There's, that's just no such thing. No amount of words, no amount of paper will ever stop criminals from doing what they're doing. It, it just won't do it. If you believe that, um, I got some oceanfront property right next door to me. I'll sell it to you. Really cheap. Really. Really cheap. He said, I see no language that would lead one to believe this rationale to be true. Well, of course, because it, it's not true. It doesn't matter any language is put in there. It's not true. Instead, it appears the only thing this bill will accomplish is turning thousands of our law-abiding residents into criminals overnight. That's exactly what it's intended to do, Chief. That's exactly what it's intended to do. Every one of these quote unquote gun con gun control, gun confiscation, gun prohibition bills is nothing but to make you a criminal. And consider that the vast majority of people who support these things are the real criminals that the people need to deal with because they're their employers or they're their employees. They're the one, the people are the employers. They need to deal with these criminal employees that they have in government. They need to deal with them. Instead, they let the criminals deal with them. The chief says, instead, it appears the only thing this bill will accomplish is turning thousands of our law-abiding residents into criminals overnight. This bill seems more designed to invade the privacy and vandalize and confiscate the property of law-abiding citizens than it does protecting them. Chief, it doesn't seem that way. It is that way. Anytime these people bring this issue up, this is what they're doing. Okay, As we saw all too clearly this week in the state forest, our issue is with criminals who have guns now. And it's not, listen, let me be clear. It's not criminals with guns. It's criminals, period. If they have a gun, if they have a knife, if they have a machete, if they have a sword, if they have a bazooka, if they have a mortar launcher, if they have a tank, what? if they're a criminal, that's the real issue. The object is irrelevant. It's the person. All of those objects I just named don't get legs and arms and go wield themselves against innocent people. They don't. It's the person who has them in their possession who is doing this. Not those we stand to make into criminals later. So he says it's not, the, the issue is with the criminals, not with those that we're trying to, that the legislature's trying to make through writing pretended legislation, just like King George did. Instead of punishing criminals or those prohibited from possessing firearms, this bill targets lawful gun owners who are some of the most well-vetted in both the Commonwealth and the entire nation. There is nothing in this bill that mandates the judicial system enforce the laws currently in full force and effect. 
When was the last time anyone served under Bartley Fox? For instance, we now know attempting to shoot and murder seven people, including five police officers, will result, will, will result in just five to seven years in prison. Yeah. Doing that in the past, and frankly, not the so, so distant past, would have resulted in you getting a dirt nap is what it would have been. You get in the electric chair, you get in the gas chamber, you getting hung, whatever the case may be. Police chief continues, we recently had an incident in our community where a lawfully licensed firearm holder stopped the attempted kidnapping and potentially worse of a woman in a domestic violence incident. Yeah, it's the innocent that always are the victims of this do-gooder legislation. I'm sure there are people who don't think this is bad. They actually think it's a good thing. They, they genuinely don't want violence, but they're they're naive about the world that they live in and they think words on paper is going to do that. And what it does is it turns the innocent, those that they serve, who are not violating the law, it turns them into a prey for those who do violate the law. It's foolishness is what it is. This gen uh, He tells the story here. This gentleman was a contractor working at a residence across the street. Under this bill, if this Samaritan... Did not ex did not have expressed written consent of the victim homeowner to have his firearm on his on her premises. He would be subject to a criminal charge. The same goes for an off-duty Plymouth County Sheriff's deputy who saved countless lives a few years back when he ended a stabbing rampage in a Taunton restaurant. Instead of being recognized as the heroes they are, they would be charged with a crime and recognized at their arraignment. And nothing else, this bill uh, will make both enforcement and compliance with our laws even more complicated and confusing. As anyone who has had the unfortunate experience of trying to navigate our already strict gun laws knows, it's already confusing enough. The firearms law guide used by our officers already clocks in at well over 400 pages. 400 pages, okay, of firearms laws of which not one page should have ever been written. Not one. If you'd bring justice. Now, if you don't bring justice, you're going to write all this kind of stuff. Why? Because you're lawless people. That's why you write these laws. Those of you in who are elected to government, you write these laws in violation of the U.S. Constitution, in violation of the rights of the people that, uh, that God gave them their rights. You write those because you are lawless. You can't uphold your own oath that you take, that you hold your hand out, asking people for their vote, telling them, swearing on a Bible before God and man, that you'll uphold that those laws that the people wrote to confine you, not them. And the first thing you do when you get in there is you've got somebody who's written a bunch of words on a piece of paper and you think, yes, this is going to do it. And you put it out as something to chain the people when the Constitution, not only of the United States, but also of the, the individual sovereign states, chains you, not the people. This bill will jostle, this is the chief going on, this bill will jostle definitions and provisions all around the books with various changes, placing our laws into an even greater state of misunderstanding and chaos. 
as a licensing authority, which consistently ranks within the top 10 municipalities in the entire Commonwealth for the number of firearms licenses. That's another thing, though. Police Chief Flynn. (laughs) If keeping and bearing arms, which presumes you can make them or buy them, if that is a God-given right to be protected, why are you licensing? Why are you licensing people? Why are you not speaking out against that too? And I say that as an admonition to Chief Flynn here. I hope he will hear it. I hope somebody will share it with him. I'm glad you're taking stand against this legislation, but why are you taking a stand against licensing firearms? It's none of the government's business to be licensing people for a right they have given to them by God that you're supposed to protect. Oh, well, we got to keep the criminals from getting the gun. Well, it's the same mentality as this. Why don't you start pushing for real justice against violent criminals, rapists, murderers, kidnappers, and the like to face a swift justice? Why don't you do that? Nevertheless, that's one quibble that I have with the chief there. As a law enforcement officer, first and foremost, I take the duty of protecting persons from any type of violence as my ultimate mission. Well, it's not your job, Chief Flynn, to protect persons from violence. That is not the police's job. Let me tell you something. Policemen are called first responders, just like an EMS guy, just like a a fire department guy. They're called first responders for a reason. Stop and think about that. Responding to what? Crime, right? Usually crime, an accident, something bad that's gone on. People have forgotten how to deal with this themselves. And so they call police. They get a cat stuck in the tree. They don't call their neighbor and say, hey, can you help me get the cat down? No, they call the fire department. What in the world? Police Chief Flynn, your job is not to protect persons from any type of violence. That is their job. You are there to ensure that their rights are not infringed on so they can protect themselves. So you need to get rid of that licensing stuff that you're doing there. And you need to push to get rid of all these gun laws that are there as well. And then you need to start speaking out about real justice against those who violate the law. That's what you need to do. Now, I'm giving you props for speaking out to the people here on this bill. That's a good thing. I don't know many police chiefs who do that. So I'm giving you props there. But you need to you need to repent on this other stuff. And you need to start calling out this stuff, too. So he continues on. He says uh, that he believes it's... Now, I wonder, Police Chief Flynn, how many people have you personally went and protected from violence? I mean, are you riding on somebody's shoulders? Do you know where the the bad guys are going to attack? How can you do it if you don't? Yeah, only God can do that, and only the, the individual can be used in that situation to defend themselves. However, this bill targets the wrong individuals and needs to be reconsidered. In closing, I urge our State House delegation to withhold their support from this bill. As written sincerely, Chief Dana A. Flynn. 
And for that, I'll give him props on. Chief Flynn, well done. Well done on this. On the other things, I think you need to rethink those things. And I think you need to start speaking out against them if you're going to be consistent. And only if you're interested in being consistent. And I'm happy that he brought it up. Maybe we might get a conversation going. I'd love to have Chief Flynn on and just ask him, hey, look, you're, you're in there. I'm not. I'm out here. I'm the citizen. I'm not even in Massachusetts. But I want to know how all this other stuff that you're playing a part in, how that stops, how that really stops any crime. Because it doesn't. It's a figment of your imagination. I also got this. Now, this guy, I don't... <laughs> if I understand correctly, this guy is, his name is Dan Bedondi. I hope I said that correctly. Dan Bedondi, he's got a, he's got a show as well. Uh, he's definitely from up north. He's in Rhode Island. And um, he is speaking to those who are his servants here, a House Committee on Judiciary. And he's speaking about, quote unquote, gun control or gun. Let me get it. Let's get it straight. Gun confiscation. Okay. Um, this is what he's talking about. And he's very passionate. I'm here, obviously, to pose these anti-constitutional draconian gun bills, and um, I don't have a written speech or a type of speech. I don't care to. Okay, I got over hundreds of years of American history in my blood, uh, my mother's side, going back to the King Philip War before this country was a country, and all these wars all circled around guns. And you can do your history, and I'm not. I'm not a Republican, Democrat. I don't get into any of that crap. I'm here as an American. You war after war, tyrants after tyrants, number one thing is to seize the guns. They're using brainwashing propaganda admitted by the white papers from the United Nations to brainwash people. As Eric Holder, the Attorney General, former Attorney General, said, we need to brainwash the American people to make them think guns are bad. That's on record. It's not a conspiracy theory. They're brainwashing people to do this for control. That's in the white papers, the United Nations, they openly saying that they're funding even local chapters here in Rhode Island, hundreds of thousands of dollars by the tyrant Michael Bloomberg. Now, I'm going to call it how it is, okay? This is being nice as possible. Our governor, Gina Raimondo, Mrs. Consul Foreign Relations governor, she's a damn tyrant, plain and simple. And I, and I have zero respect for her. She cares nothing but life. She puts out these fake crocodile tears and the same story about her daughters. What are you going to do about mommy? All the kids in the schools are getting shot up. But I'm here next week. Oh, we could kill babies. Up to, I mean, are you people insane? We could kill babies or we're going to take the guns away from the schools. Who the hell is going to take, uh, protect those kids in the schools? You could go on your fantasy lands about uh, all this, the, high, the schools that shot up. Uh, Sandy Hook, uh, down in Parkland, whatever. All of them have one thing in common. The shooter was doped up by psychotropic drugs on record, and it was a gun-free zone. So tell me how the hell does gun control work? Now, gun control, years ago, all over the country, they introduced gun control to say, hey, you know what, let's try this, right? And guess what? Everywhere in the gun world, in the country, gun controls fail. So when the hell are you going to live up to your responsibility say, I was wrong? You know what I mean? When the hell do these gun control people say, you know, we were wrong. Let's go back to the drawing board again. But they still says, I'm pushing gun control. Meanwhile, this here, this is the actual video of the shooting in New Zealand. Disgusting, horrible. I sat there and watched it. I, I almost puked, okay? 50 plus people, pathetic, okay? 50 plus people could not defend themselves because of gun laws. This could happen right here if it wasn't for those Capitol Police. Who the hell is going to stop somebody coming in here shooting us all right now? You think these gun controls are going to stop that, the gun laws? 
You know what I mean? And, uh, most of all, and we're going back to my history so I can finish here, okay? This would not be a debate. We settled this, ba- this debate here back in 1776. I should not have to be here, and I'm not asking, okay, the, the people. God bless you guys for supporting our gun rights. I love you guys. But the people here pushing gun control, the tyrants like Junior Mondo and these other senators and reps, okay, they should be in prison. If this was 200 years ago, and I'm not, I'm not a politically correct person, they would be at the end of the rope for treason. Plain and simple, no doubt about it. But they need to be in jail as far as I'm concerned. The governor should be impeached. This is told you. Now you had it right the first time, brother. Over down here in the United States of America. And you have clowns, okay, that dare to call themselves police chiefs, uh, commissioners of police, took a sworn oath on the Constitution. I took a sworn oath on the Constitution. They are a joke. They do not speak for their police department. You could bring every police officer in here. They're not allowed to voice out. Bring the Capitol Police in here unanimously, okay? Bring the Providence Police, the State Police. 90 plus percent of them tell you we support gun rights because it protects us. Look at all the states that have strict gun control rights. You know, strict gun control, I'm sorry. Cops are being murdered, gunned down, shot because nobody else has guns but the damn criminals. Criminals know damn well, oh, we got gun laws. It's free reign, it's Christmas over here. Look at Chicago, and I'm not even going to go through the stats, but people need to realize, okay, it's not about white versus left, uh, what color of skin, whatever. This is American, God-given constitutional right, and I'm telling you right now, and I speak for tens of thousands of people in Rhode Island, and put this on record. Now, put this in your mind that to settle in, China has the biggest army in the world. We go with that, two million people, whatever. American gun owners, they said about... Unofficial, about almost 100 million Americans. Who in the hell, okay, who in the hell has the force or the power to come stop the American gun owners? If we were a problem, not just the United States, the entire world would know. We are the largest standing army, the most armed standing army on the planet, plain and simple. And we will not, and I'm not, I'm telling you, I'm not asking you, I'm telling you, these better bills better fail, okay, because we're not going to comply. And if push comes to shove, 1776 will begin again. That's a promise, threat, whatever you want to take, it will begin again. We're law-abiding citizens, we want to mind our own business, respect the law, and we want you people who take a sworn oath as into office to respect that law that you took a sworn oath on the Constitution to defend, but you go by your lobbyist people, uh, people like the Globus and Michael Bluebread, oh, we got to push gun control, and these poor mothers over here, I talked to some of them, they're really good people, but they're hoodwinked to believe that taking guns away is going to save their lives. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. You know what I mean? We need to stop this because I'm telling you right now, what's going to happen, okay, the talks are already out there. Tens of thousands of people here in Rhode Island alone. The talks are out there, and the, they are now saying it, a possible another civil war in this country. And Rhode Island, if you know Rhode Island history right, where did it all start here? We sank the damn gas pit. And it was over guns, okay, the Crown wanted our guns, for state religion and taxation while representation. What's the governor doing? Exactly that. She's attacking life. Innocent children, she's attacking our liberty, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. She's attacking all three. And all her cronies, the fake police chiefs that are not real cops, all of them are behind us because it's a big money kickback. It's about control, and they do not care. And where the hell are these people who are pushing the bills? They should be here, each and every one of them, to hear what I have to say and everybody else, even the moms of the men actually have to say. They should be here. This is ridiculous. It's like one in the morning, you got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, and the camera should show that. Six people out of everybody that should be here to hear this. And, you know, this is totally ridiculous, and we need to put a stop to this. And I'm telling you, we're not going to comply, and these bills passed, it's going to be all hell, hell and high water, plain and simple. I'm not giving up my firearms. I've got many multi uh, um, high-capacity magazines, and that's for my protection. 
my constitution for Rhode Island, my constitution for America, my giving God-given rights override any law because the constitution says any law that's repugnant to it, it's null and void. So yeah, the governor could pass this law. It's not null and void. That's why the Connecticut State Police are not enforcing those draconian laws when Daniel, uh, Governor Daniel Moy passed them. 30 because seconds. It's unconstitutional. We need to stand up as Americans. It doesn't matter. You hear in the Rhode Island Second Amendment Coalition, okay, they got Democrats, Republicans, people of all parties. All can agree, we want to be left alone. We want to go about our lives and be able to defend ourselves. And the number one reason for the Constitution, the Second Amendment, as defined by James Madison, and not that goofy warrior that was here from Harvard. I don't know where the hell he got his law degree from. But um, the number one reason for the Second Amendment is to protect for we the people, not the army. The militia is defined as the people, not the army or the police. The people, by James Madison, Thomas Jefferson, and so on to defend ourselves against our own government if that time ever to come. And unfortunately, right now, I can say we're on the verge right now. We are on the verge across this country right now of a revolution. you got to wrap it up. And I'm going to end it with this. But people need to know the history, and you need to get back to what the spirit of America is, the spirit of 1776, where this country is a rock. Okay, now it's all falling apart because you've got globalists out there trying to destroy this country from within. And I stand against anyone, anyone, Foreign and domestic, you want to come take my firearms over my dead body, you better prepare for World War III. Plain and simple. Because we had enough coming here every damn year to come here to say, oh, Mr. Senator, please don't take our gun rights. No, I'm telling you, you're not taking my damn gun rights. Amen. She should be in jail for the witch and the tyrant that she is. Plain and simple. Amen. Amen. I'm going to tell you, that's exactly, he's got the right attitude. These people are his servants. By the way, caller, I apologize. I got into the into what was going on, and I just played that video. So if you want to call back, I'll, I'll be happy to take your call uh, if you're still listening. But he's exactly right. That last part right there, I'm not asking you to not take my firearms. I'm telling you, you're not going to do it. And I really believe a lot of these guys... They've been in office for so long, they don't think anybody's going to do anything to them. They don't think anybody's going to take them to task. They don't think anybody, and, and see, they're not going to go to your house. This is, if, if you wonder why I focused a lot and I put up a story at least one every day on the corrupt police officers, those are the guys going to come to your door. Those will be the guys who come to your door. And don't kid yourself and say, well, I, you know, those guys would never do that. They know the law. Don't kid yourself. Have you seen some of these uh, First First Amendment auditors? Have you seen those guys on YouTube? There's a bunch of them out there now. Now, some of them, look, I'm going to tell you, some of them got bad attitudes. I mean, they're just, they just go in there like a bull. They Some of them go in like a bully, and I don't care for some, but some of them don't do that. Some of them are just out. And they're doing whatever they're going to do for their audit. And they wait for the cop to come. Then they inform the cop politely uh, of what the law is. The cop, the ones I've seen, probably eight or nine out of ten are like, no, you're going to have to listen to what I say. And then either they go through the process and they get humiliated, maybe fired. Or they get reprimanded by somebody, one of their superiors come out and say, no, everything's fine with this. I remember watching one where the guy was just outside a prison. I think he was outside of a prison or a police department. I forget which one it was. And he just flew his drone around. Some state trooper pulls up and goes, what are you doing? 
I need your ID. And he goes, no, you don't. What crime has been committed? Well, I need your ID. Law says, you, no, it doesn't. And the guy's informing him what's going on. He says, I'm just flying around here. And he doesn't give me much more information than that. And he says, why don't you call your superior out here? The superior comes out, comes to the fence and says, he's fine. There's nothing wrong here. Guy doesn't, the, 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 and the guy's a state trooper. He doesn't apologize for harassing this guy. Doesn't apologize for taking up his time over something he should have never done. Just goes and gets in his car. Now, other ones don't turn out so good. Some others do. The police officer learns the law. Great. That's good. They should be learning the law anyway. If they're going to be, quote unquote, law enforcers, shouldn't the prerequisite be that you know what the law says? Yeah, should be. Sadly, it's not. Sadly, it's not. I could go back through uh, a ton of quotes from men of the past regarding weapons. Most of you guys already know a lot of that. You already know those. Um, but we did a, I was going to let you know something. And while I'm pulling this up, there is, um, there's two other deals that I was going to bring up today. One is if you're looking, well, doesn't the buy, you know, you say that the Bible and constitution, the foundation, well, we've already referenced the constitution. It's been pretty clear. I mean, it's ex exceptionally clear in one sentence. It's exceptionally clear. Jesus also told his disciples the night before his betrayal. You got two tunics and you go and sell that. Sell one of them. Go get a sword. And he doesn't mean a sword like a samurai sword. He means like a dagger. Something to be concealed. Why? Because you're probably going to run up on thieves. People are going to try to take your life, not for your faith. They're going to try to take your life for your money or your clothing or your donkey or whatever you've got that you're traveling with. And you need a, a way to defend yourself and others. Now, Peter didn't quite get it. And that's why within, you know, an hour or two, Peter's out there an inept swordsman. He's trying to swing for a head and he gets an ear on the high priest. And Jesus is like, put that thing away, man. If you're going to live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. See, it wasn't an issue of him defending himself. The high priest didn't even have a weapon. Now, the guys who came out did. The Romans, but he went after the high priest. It wasn't a defense issue. Again, keep things in context. Here's one. Let me let me let me give you this. This we published yesterday. Gun control mayor privately admitted gun control doesn't work. This is St. Louis Mayor Tashara O. Jones. In private. Uh, her support of gun control is coming into question after an open records request released thousands of her personal text, including one that argued gun crackdowns are ineffective. Hmm, they even know the truth themselves, don't they? Chica this is what she said. Chicago has strict gun laws as well, but that doesn't deter gun violence. Jones texted in a group chat to her dad. Vervis Jones and advisor Richard Callow on March the 21st. Uh, 21st. It's about investing in the people. And then if you really want to know the states that are most gun-friendly, our friends over at ammo.com contributed this report where they break them down. Check this out. Do you know what the number one state is? Now, you guys watching my video, you already know that number one gun-friendly state in the union 
is not in the South. It's not out in the Midwest. It's New Hampshire. They claim to have incredibly relaxed gun laws, low crime rates, and a lack of state sales tax. West Virginia is number two. So we get a little further down south, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, guys, listen. All the permits and all that kind of stuff, the big talk about the other, the big talk is to cover for the fact that they continue to infringe on our rights. Now, some of the southern states are starting to get that now. They're starting to get, the people are starting to get it and saying, no, we want constitutional carry, which again, I don't even know why you have to write a law for that. It's already written in the federal constitution, the second amendment, in the South Carolina constitution, the, the right to keep and bear arms is written exactly like the federal version. So why there are any gun laws is just beyond me. It's tyrants. That's all it is. Do-gooders and, and wicked men who think that writing these things are going to somehow keep crimes from happening. It's really foolishness. Arkansas, Montana, and Mississippi are three, four, and five. Iowa, Utah, and Georgia all dropped in the rankings to 23, 24, and 25 due to enhanced restrictions on lawful gun owners, including taxes and fees. And uh, if you want to know where your state is, they've got a state ranking and they go through the top 25 here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Here where I live, North and South Carolina are 26 and 27, respectively. We're right dead in the middle. So if any of you guys want to take a look at what you're dealing with here, this is it. And the guy we just heard from, uh, Dan, I believe was his name. Rhode Island is 43rd out of 50 states. California is dead la California is dead last. That's not surprising. New York is just in front of them. Illinois, because of Chicago mainly, is just in front of them. New Jersey, then Connecticut, right in front of them, and Maryland. Right there. You can check that out. SunCelebrityMedia.com will have the link here in the archives. In fact, I will quickly drop it in here with you guys. The point is, is this. God gives animals all kinds of weapons on their bodies, fangs, claws, porcupines got those little quills, all, all kinds of stuff. He gives them things to protect themselves, but he doesn't allow men to defend themselves with things they make, with things they create out of their own minds. Come on, you got to be kidding. These tyrants need to be stopped and the people are the only people who can do it. Okay, Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And Lord willing, we'll see you in the morning, bright and early, 6 a.m. See ya.